Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back, listeners, to the finest phototainment in the world. That's right, you're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, an irreverent look at wedding photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Dustin, first up, a little bit of an opener here, kind of more of like a house cleaning sort of thing. Um, yeah, listeners, business. if you don't listen on SoundCloud... You can like just ride that 15 second skip button right on out of here. If you listen on SoundCloud, I got some bad news for you. We're switching off of SoundCloud. In fact, we <laughs> already switched off of SoundCloud. We're going to keep posting there until, what is it, September when our subscription runs out? Yep. But we have moved to a different platform. We are now on Anchor, which brings with it some cool stuff. If anybody ever wants to, they can get on the Anchor app on their own. And they can record like up to five minutes of audio and send it to us and we can use it in the podcast. So that might be something cool that we try to do in a later date, but not right now. It's too soon. I'm still figuring this all out. So for those of you that aren't quite that tech savvy and you just listen to this on your iPhone using iTunes or the podcast app that your phone comes with, nothing has changed for you. Absolutely everything is the same. In fact, the last episode, you probably got it from Anchor. So you're all good. Yeah. You made the switch. You you came with us to the other side. You, we jumped the shark and you jumped with us. We're shark jumpers and, now. So we appreciate the journey that you didn't know you were taking with yes. us. As, now, I mean, when you phrase it like that, I feel kind of terrible about doing this I, and not telling anybody ahead of time. You, you make it seem like we're somehow like stealing something from them. By uh, we uh, podcast raped them. That's what you're saying right now. We didn't ask for the I'm consent. Not, I'm not saying that. You're saying that. Well, I have only made the change without yes. even asking you. So, yeah. So, if anything, I was podcast raped. Um, Dustin, you have, you want to talk about what you're doing tomorrow? Uh, I is just this going to be as boring as talking about switching from SoundCloud to Anchor or is this one going to be fun? I'm shooting something for the first time tomorrow that I've never done, and I don't want to spend too much time about it because I want to follow up after I've already done this. I am shooting a uh, milita military return home thing. I was really hoping to be the Dolphin Cruise. So, have you ever done one of these? Oh, no. So, one of our brides uh, and grooms, um, he got deployed before the wedding, um, and he comes home this week. And so the weddings this fall, so it'll be the first time they've seen each other in three months. Oh, and that's gonna be fun, dude! That there's gonna be some great emotions. And wait for it, she had a baby while he was gone. His what? his baby, his baby. But yeah, he missed uh, missed his firstborn son's birthday or birth day, and uh, yeah, so it'll not only be the first time he gets to see her for three months but also meet his son for the first time so yeah it's gonna be an emotional packed charged day and my first time on a military base so oh man that's gonna be a ton of fun yeah it should be uh should be interesting i have no idea what to expect or how to go or what to pack or what to bring but yeah but you're pretty amped about this whole thing yeah well it, so <laughs> it's funny because it was supposed to be monday and then it became Tuesday, and then it became Wednesday, and then it became tonight at 2 a.m., and now it's tomorrow at 9 a.m. So I'm just waiting. It's officially set to 9 a.m. tomorrow. That's a good but, thing um, we're recording this at 11.30 at night. Yay! <laughs> yeah. This is well, going to be a two-hour long episode. Dig or, in, Dustin. Uh, originally, it was going to be a 
2 a.m. So I'm like, oh, Steve and I will just record late and then I'll just go right from recording the podcast to the airport. And it sounds like a fun time. Yeah. And then I got the call today that, oh, it got bumped again. Tis the way the military works, I'm told. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I'll I'll give you guys some follow up next week on how that went and uh, maybe shoot you some pics. But I'm excited. I'm jazzed. I'm uh, I'm anxiously nervous. That is awesome. I'm I'm kind of jealous. I would love to do something like this. It sounds like, man, it's going to be a, a pretty pretty emotional event. And uh, man, he's going to see his wife or soon to be wife and his kid, his kid for the first time. Like that's yeah. Oh man, yeah yeah. I would just love to like leech off of those emotions, all those happy vibes, and then bring that back into my life with me. Maybe you could make a video so then I can just feel good. No, it's uh, I'm not even actually I might not ever share any of the thoughts or emotions. I'm gonna I'm just gonna oh. bottle them up and just keep them inside me. Killing me, Smalls. All right, Dustin. Next up, we gotta push into follow up trademark John Syracuse. Dustin, do you have an update for us on the copyright photo thing? The listeners have been demanding in the Facebook group that you give them updates there first. So, I mean, this is up to you. We're recording on a Friday, Thursday. What, what night is it tonight? Thursday night, and uh, the episode will come out Sunday. So let me give some updates here. So here's where we are. Um, last I left you, I had just kind of found out about the infringement, uh, talked to the, I guess, the print company that I photographed for, um, that, you know, essentially this company in question stole the image from, um, which then in turn stole from me. So I tried to negotiate with him on Tuesday, I believe it was, um, a fair settlement price type arrangement, uh, and he wasn't having anything to do with it. Wow. Uh, so he stole your photo, and when you tried to negotiate a price with him, he was just like, uh, piss off? Well, I wouldn't say he said piss off. He kind of was like, I said, I'll just tell you what, how much I asked for. I asked for $1,200. I felt like that was enough to really make me feel happy, but you know, not too much where I thought I was really going to like, you know, rock the boat and make this into something that I didn't want it to be. And uh, when I said 1200 and he flipped out, I was like, well, he's definitely not going to want to do 1200 yeah. Um so then I said, well, how about this? You write me a check today. I'll come by the office and get it. $800. We put this whole thing behind us. And he was like, no, the most I'd be willing to pay you is $300. Call me back if that interests you. And then he hung up. Wow. And you weren't just like, oh, well, that's great. But you didn't actually hire me and negotiate the price of $300 ahead of time. My price would have been 1200 So screw you. Right. So I get a call later that day. So I've had the whole day to kind of mull it over. And I was planning on coming back uh, at $500. I was going to try and at least like, oh, man, I really don't want to deal with this. You legal- are terrible at negotiating. Hold on. Hold on. Let me finish, Stephen. I'm like, I'm going to come back at 500, just like get the money, be done with this. And he comes, uh, I get a call from the print company that I did the photo for. Mm -hmm. And he said, Hey, you know, like to really see this resolved because we got some jobs lined up still with this guy. And, you know, we don't want him unhappy. Could we 
could we meet at 600? You think I could negotiate 600 on your behalf? And I was like, well, that's a hundred more than I was just willing to do. So yeah, 600 is fine. And so I thought it was a done deal, 600. And then he comes back and he's like, well, he just changed his mind. He said 300 is as much as he'd do. Yeah, because he realized he had you by the balls when you came down from 1,200 to 800. And then when you came down from 800 to 600, you were terrible at negotiating, Dustin. So anyways, so then uh, he's like, well, I don't know what else I can do. Uh, let me give you his cell phone. So then I started texting back and forth with him oh, for a while. Oh, gosh, no. You should have just pushed this off on your lawyer. Well, so then I was like, hey, you know, no, my initial text was just, hey, you know, Larry, not his real name, but we'll call him Larry. Hey, Larry. Um, I just want to let you know I'm I'm sorry that we couldn't come to terms. I uh, really wish we could have avoided this, but from here on out, you know, you you'll be speaking to my attorney. Gave him her name and uh, email address, and um, you know, you can forward anything that you have concern wise to her. And then he freaked out. He was like, whoa, no, 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 no. Like, let's, we can figure this out peacefully. Like, there's no need to get lawyers involved. And then he still wouldn't go over 300, though. So I was like, you know, whatever. I just stopped talking to him at that point. And I forwarded all of my texting communication, which he buried himself because he admitted that he was like, you know, you sure you want to take a risk with the courts, man? I give you $300 cash which pretty much in my mind states he knows he did something wrong. He's trying to pay me off. So so he was trying to bribe you? So yeah, I Dustin, gave him... Have, I, you, have you joined some sort of seedy underground Fort Wayne organization? <laughs> Deep in the downtown streets of Fort Wayne. And then he kind of let slip. photographer walks. Because he asked me, oh, which magazine did you see the ad in? Oh, snap. So it's in more magazines than and just yeah, that so, one? So I'm like, well, which magazine is it in? And then he started naming magazines. Jeez. <laughs> and I, I'm like hearing the dollar signs as he's naming each one. And so, yeah, I just, uh, I sent everything at that point to my attorney and she's on vacation this week, but she said when she gets back on Monday, she'll take care of all of it. And here's she's, what we she, can do. How many magazines did he list off? Was it four? Uh, he he at listed least off four. Three. He listed three? off three that he knows of. Just be like, okay, cool. Yeah, um, it's $300 for each magazine that it's in. So now yeah. you're up to 900 again, right? Yeah. So, well, the lawyer said, I'm not even going to mess around with anything less than 1000 So she's going after him for 1200 Nice. So, um, we'll see what she says after she reads your text. Maybe she'll dump you as a client. Oh, you you said you'd settle for 600 Yeah, you're you're gone. Sorry, Dustin. Well, that's what I told her. I was like, if you could just get 600 out of him, I'd be happy. And she's like, no, screw that. I'm getting 1200 out of him. That's got to be worth her time. Plus legal fees. Yeah. Wow. All right, Dustin, next up on our follow-up from our very own Facebook group. Dustin, you got some sick burns from uh, Evan Dawson and Zane Naylor this week. Dustin, do you want to talk about those sick burns? Well, I just want to quickly plug our Facebook group. For those of you out there who have (laughs) not yet taken the chance to join our super secret Facebook group that's impossible to find unless you search wedding photo, wait, sorry, just wedding hangover on uh, Facebook. Um, Steve and I tend to be the brunt of a lot of, uh, a lot of jokes in the group. Steve and I, or just you? 
but today especially it seemed like it was just me first uh, for, first up let's talk about this a little bit dustin uh zane naylor was at some sort of I got, thing i got a lot of enjoyment out of zane's post today though, zane found really made my day Cooler. Cooler. That's right. Zane found a coolest cooler. He got a full demonstration of the coolest cooler. That. He took video while the lady was doing the demonstration. And at the end, his parting words, I'm sure Dustin will love it. And I lost it when he said that. So did the I. whole thing was fantastic. Like she's just going through, showing him all the things. And oh man, all I could think is Dustin would love having this thing in his life right now. The, the only thing that I thought would have made it more entertaining is if uh, he had pr uh, he had started by saying that he was thinking about getting one for his friend Dustin. And then as and then if she had said, well, I think Dustin would really like this feature or I think Dustin would really like that feature. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would have been great. Next yeah. up, Evan Dawson had a sick burn on you. This technically wasn't in the Facebook group, but I posted it there. He texted <laughs> he texted me to say that it was a, it was a secret intimate thing between just the two of you, and then you brought it into public light. Yeah, yeah. And Evan said, "I've decided to change how I listen to the WPH pod. I'm going to this. start having Dustin mail me a flash drive." with the episode on it each week just like how you deliver your galleries to all your clients so that's a new service dustin's starting up he is going to start mailing out the podcast every single week on flash drives for anybody who wants yes. it that way yes yes and so what uh steve doesn't realize is evan is actually one of our top um patreon contributors um, and that's a service only for those people. You're asking yourself, why have I not heard of this Patreon? Because it's that top secret VIP level. Um, it's just for the, the upper echelon elite Evan Dawson's and Louis Novak's of the world. So yeah, if you want to join that level, it's a, what did we say, Steve? $3,000 a week pledge. Uh, and you get a thumb drive mailed to you every week. With the, uh, this, even has our, this is going to look bad when we actually start a Patreon and then people like are listening to the back catalog and they come across this and they're like, Ooh, I got to check out that Patreon with that $3,000 a week thing. See, see, uh, how much money Evan and Louie are blowing on this. And then they go there and they're all disappointed or even right now when they try to go there and it just doesn't exist. That's why Steve, you need to make this exist for the Evans and the Louis of the world. Uh, we'll see what happens, Dustin. <laughs> uh, what, what, what do we got next? I think it's time for some beer talk. Dustin, what are you drinking tonight? Well, considering I have to get up at 6 a.m. to go photograph this military uh, reunion thing, I am drinking the finest hydrogen dioxide. Wait, no, dihydrogen oxide. Sorry, I'm a little rusty on my chemistry known as uh, water oh nice nice tonight listeners i'm coming to you with something very special it's a great indiana beer for a great indiana man like me steve van elk that's right it's from scarlet lane once again i'm drinking a dorian stout espresso like a coffee flavor to this beer it's delicious lighting up my life tonight maybe giving me a little bit of that caffeine i was listening back to our last episode i yawned at one point i was so bored by what you were talking about and uh, i wanted to make sure that didn't happen this time so i'm mixing stimulants with my depressants tonight coffee and beer <laughs> a, a true chemist yeah 
we gotta get things done. Dustin, get it are done. you ready to move on Is Scarlet on Lane topics? sponsoring us yet? Uh, we officially... <laughs> I jokingly told you that they're sponsoring me. <laughs> oh, so, so you are sponsored by Scarlet Lane. Uh, I mean... I got some. I got free beer from them. Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> I'm glad that this wealth has been shared. Well, that would have happened regardless of the podcast. Yes, I know. All right, moving on to topics. We have some hot button issues tonight. Topics. Doesn't so, do you? Uh, do you? Do you want to take this first one? Uh, these these topics they're they're not. The, the first two topics, at least, they're they're not very um, they're not very funny. They're not they're they're kind of a break from our traditional stuff. It's not gear based or anything. All right. Um, so why don't you take this first yeah, one? Okay. So the first <laughs> thing we're going to talk about: same sex couple in the Charlottesville area was turned down by photographers wishing to stay true to their beliefs. Dustin, did you click through and read this? I did not read the whole thing. I didn't realize it was photographers. The thing I had seen on Facebook was that it was videographers. Mm -hmm. But apparently I was I misread. Um, I mean, if you had read the whole thing, you would have seen. I think they do both photography and videography. Oh, okay. Or something so like it that. Was. Yeah. Because I saw it in a videography Facebook group. So I assumed it was videography. Yeah. It was... Um, I was reading about it the other week and it seemed... The, the company, uh, we're not going to get into naming the companies, um, even though I think what they did was deplorable and wrong. I do not think that uh, we should like publicly shame them. I mean, if you want to publicly shame them, go for it. Like, that's cool. Just, you know, not in the name <laughs> of the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it, it was just... Uh, this is like a, a, a real debate going on right now because of the whole thing in Washington where they ruled in favor of the guy who said he didn't want to bake a cake that went against his beliefs or whatever. And so now they're saying, so now other people are feeling like they can uh, be terrible human beings to same-sex couples. And <sighs> Man, this is just yeah. depressing. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not really sure how this is so much a topic as it is just sort of a news that this is something that's still going on and something that's still happening is uh, beyond me. I mean, essentially, uh, you have to be a complete idiot, even if you have uh, beliefs that are so strong uh, against people with different ideals than you. And you go on to say, yeah, I'm going to do your wedding and then change your mind. I mean, you are just crazy. You're like opening yourself up to the worst publicity and lawsuits. And oh, I just can't even can't even imagine like people that do that. I know they're thinking in their minds like I'm doing the right thing here for them. But man, I bet if they could hit the reset button on that, they'd be like, ah, oh, it's one Saturday. I think I can deal. Yeah, no. Um, Dustin, what would you do in a situation where you felt like something was compromising your beliefs? Would you would you go with it? Or would you not? That would require me having beliefs, but <laughs> <laughs> there's only one thing that Dustin McKibben believes in, and that is the Wedding Photo right. Hangover podcast. That is correct. 
the Church of the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast, which is why we release on Sundays. And sometimes Mondays. <laughs> and sometimes the occasional Monday afternoon. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I don't know. I, I've never had an instance where a bride has ever, you know, been, you know, something where I'm like, ah, oh, that doesn't fit with my moral compass. Maybe if it was something where... I thought she was going to rob all of her guests at the wedding. So a uh, quick update on Gardenia. Um, I was just doing a search because I was thinking that people might have bombed the reviews. And um, on Google, it doesn't show that they have any reviews when I did a search for them. And on Wedding Wire, when I tried to click through, it says they have a rating of 4.5. But when I click through, it says, oh, cake balls, looks like something went wrong. So they've mm -hmm. apparently deleted their Wedding Wire account. Mm. And I don't know what's going on with their Google, but it seems like there's no like reviews or anything popping up for that. But the, the website's still there. So in related news to uh, discrimination, uh, mm -hmm. you had a venue, not you personally, but a venue locally to you. Yeah. Uh, did the same thing. They turned someone down, but they kind of came out and said it was all a big misunderstanding. And I never really heard any more follow up on that. So what happened was there's a venue here in Indianapolis. It's like a coffee shop slash venue and a drag queen, uh, was asking if they could use the space for a music video. And at first it seemed like things were going well, kind of like with the whole Gardenia thing. Oh, sh I just said the name of it, didn't I? Anyway. You said it twice uh, yeah, already. <laughs> cool. Uh, where it seemed like things were going well, and then all of a sudden something changed, and they said no. Um, funny how these things keep ending up, they change and say no after this other ruling came out where, you know, they ruled in the cake maker's favor or whatever from Colorado. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Anyway, so the Needhammer was the place in Indy, and they said they didn't want to do the music video because they have minors who work for them. And um, it kind of became like a, a viral thing here in Indy, not a nationwide thing. Um, but like tons of people were commenting on it saying, how could you turn this person down? They're just trying to do like a music video. Like they're going to dance. Like there's nothing wrong with what they're doing. There's no reason minors couldn't be there for that. So it kind of like blew up. And then uh, the guy from Needhammer posted something about how they've done same-sex weddings before in the past. Like, they don't discriminate. Um, I guess whoever was communicating with uh, the drag queen in question, I believe their name is Mossy Stone, they apparently thought that the music video would involve something that would be too risque for minors, for the minors who work there or something like that. And so uh, the, the people who own the Needhammer asked Mossy Stone to meet with them, and they would talk about it. Um, to try to find their differences. And like the other reason I say like don't like go and leave tons of bad reviews is like, I mean, the the guy in this case specifically said, please don't leave this venue bad reviews. Like I'm trying to work things out with them. I'm going to shoot somewhere else, but like they're willing to sit down with me, have a cup of coffee and discuss their differences. And, um, you know, I think that's great. I think, I think being able and willing to meet with somebody who disagrees with you, like, Oh man, that's that's such a cool place for that person to be. But like on our side, it's typically the photographers who are the ones who are doing the terrible thing, <laughs> and the photographers yeah. would be the the people who would have to say something like, "Oh yeah, we'd love to meet with you to talk about it." Like we're not on the other side. Like um, 
Mossy is where he can actually say, you know. Well, and I can also say from what I saw online, it definitely got misconstrued because I was only getting a piece of the puzzle because the stuff I was seeing online, it seemed as if it was a same-sex wedding, not a music video. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I could see where... I think because it was a wedding venue, people kind of were just like, don't have your same-sex weddings there. Correct. Um, so I assume that the the outrage was about a wedding. And I mean, I could kind of see, you know, like, hey, I don't really want, you know, a music video shot here that's going to be like risque because, you know, we also have a coffee shop kind of running here during the day. I don't understand. But, uh, is there something wrong with coffee and porn now? Uh, only during the day. Only you like your stimulus and your depressants all at the same time. Only depressing after you climax. Okay. <laughs> All right, oh, Steven. Oh, man. Yeah. You... <laughs> this next topic comes from Maria Del Toro via Ulysses Del Toro of the Wedding Photo Podcast. She found this mm. in a Facebook group. <gasps> A Facebook group. That's my jam. Thank you so much. I don't want to do all that work going through these. If anybody else wants to send me terrible things they find in Facebook groups, that'd be awesome. Um, So a girl in a Facebook group wrote this. This girl was looking for a second shooter for a wedding. You're kidding, right? In my opinion, a second shooter shouldn't have to hand over raw images to the main hired photographer. You should want to hire a second shooter with a similar style as you so you could both send photos, especially if they're using their own equipment. It's not fair if someone goes and takes photos and the main photographer gets credit for all of it. I would never hire a second shooter and ask for their raw images because they took those photos. So that was her post. And then tell me a little bit about these. uh, Who was messaging back and forth with her? Uh, That person she cut out of her posts. Uh, she, she shared like a, the messages back and forth. And, oh, so yeah. Gotcha. All it said was, and this was not Maria del Toro who shared this. This was a third party. We'll call her Mac. We'll call her Mac. Yeah. So, so Mac posted this in a Facebook group and the post was afterwards deleted and taken down. I assume because most photographers especially wedding photographers strongly disagreed with what this girl said but dustin i would love to hear your opinion what do you think should a second shooter be required to turn over the raw photos to the main shooter at a wedding how do you do it when you have a second shooter who's well, this is how I, I mean so i thought long and hard about this topic because it kind of fascinated me and really honestly it comes down to an agreement between two people. I don't really feel like there necessarily needs to be a, a standard or a, a code. Um, it kind of feels like there is based on my experience with other people and other professionals. But you know, if like that's how she wants to handle her business, you know, that's, that's her prerogative. Um, but as far as like what we do when I'm hiring a second shooter, um, I'm expecting, all of the raw images, I'm expecting them, essentially, I'm paying for their time on the wedding day as a creative person. They're shooting, they're giving me the images, they're done. Um, anything above and beyond that would just be, you know, I I couldn't afford. I wouldn't want to pay someone to edit the pictures, call the pictures, and deliver their own pictures. That'd be like having two wedding photographers 
uh, from two separate companies on the wedding day. That would it's be just, crazy, right? Two wedding photographers from two separate companies. <laughs> it's almost like you're sitting on a story about that exact same thing, but you can't talk about it. And I was going to save this, but you told me we were months away from being able to talk about it. It's crazy. Crazy. So what do you do when... Uh, that was all fictional. Have- Dustin's not actually sitting on a story. I would never bring that up in a different <laughs> podcast. I'm so professional. I never do that. <laughs> So what do you do when you hire a second photographer? I demand they give me all the raws. And if they don't, I take their camera and I chuck it on the ground. And I say, if I can't have these photos, no one can. I just throw a fit. (laughs) That's why they call you Steven the Fit Thrower Van Elk. (laughs) The Fit Thrower, yeah. I thought it was fitting. (laughs) There you go. You got it. Nailed it. I, every, every single time Jed and I have worked with a second shooter, we have always required them to hand over their raw images at the end of the day. Every time Jen or I have worked as a second shooter for somebody else, we have given over the raw images at the end of the day. I do not understand this. Now we do allow our second shooters to use the photos in like their own portfolio, but we do require them if they are going to post something to social media, like one of the photos to say, Hey, I took this photo while working for or while working with or something like that. You know, they, if they post to social media, they need to credit us because we were responsible for whatever. But, um, I don't think anybody's ever posted social media before. (laughs) Second shot for us. Yeah. I had it happen one time, uh, about three or four years ago. And you just picked up the phone and yelled at that person. And then, well, it was, uh, it was a really awkward situation. Shot the wedding on a Saturday. Um, I kind of have this tradition where I do nothing work-wise on they Sunday. They got a photo out before you? They posted sneak peeks the next what? day. What? A second shooter posted sneak peeks? Yes. And in her defense, she had never second shot before, so she didn't know what she was doing was wrong. And, you know, she didn't realize that the bride followed her on Facebook. So then the bride was like tagging herself and using her photos, which had her logo on them. What? Uh, Or, um, yeah, it was kind of a mess. And yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely disappointing. And I had to, you know, make sure I clarified that with all other second shooters moving forward that that wasn't something, you know, I wanted them to do. But yeah, it was a learning lesson for all parties. Wow. So has this person ever second shot for you again? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there was a a bit of a cooling off period where I needed to kind of not be angry at her. Mm -hmm. But it was, uh, it was, uh, yeah. I mean, she's a great photographer, great friend of mine. And uh, I have her second shoot whenever I can now now that she knows dustin's rules yeah i mean if she's listening jen van elk i still really do like you (laughs) oh just kidding i don't think jen's ever second shot for you uh one time one time she's second shot uh third shot i guess you call it she did yep jen and i shot a wedding for you one time yep because you had some sort of weird problem but no, she she came to a wedding I was doing in Indy where the bride really wanted cocktail hour covered, oh, but there was okay. no way for both of us 
to travel all over the place. And so she covered like an hour, I think, of cocktail hour. So now in my in my mind and in, in going with the joke you made about this person being my wife, I'm thinking, oh, Jen posted like a bunch of photos of like drinks and food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the bride was like, oh my gosh, you have to check out these photos Jen took. These are the best drinking cocktail hour photos ever. I'm not in, in any of them because I was doing museum. portraits with the... <laughs> but yeah. So note to self, uh, if you are a photographer and you're just starting off and you're hiring your first second photographer or you are a second photographer for the first time, chances are it will be frowned upon if you post anything to social media especially before the lead photographer does. Yeah. So like that's our, our other thing. Like I mentioned earlier, we do allow second shooters to post stuff, but they have to wait until after we have like our blog post up, which should yeah, just be like a week months. later, but sometimes it's like a month later. I, I tell them six months. Six months? Cause, yeah, because six months after, no one gives a crap anymore about those photos. Mm, that is very true. But I mean, they... I do think that second shooters should be able to use like the photos that they took for you as like mm -hmm. a portfolio piece or something to show people, Hey, I can do weddings. I, I do know what I'm doing. Like, especially if they've never shot a wedding before and they're second shooting for you and it's like their first wedding ever, like they're doing it to get experience. So correct. It would be really, really crappy. Of well, you I to never, be like, hey, I never you say they can't those. post it on their website. There's no time constraint on a website, mm -hmm. but just blogging and social media six months. What if the day after the wedding, it was up on their website already? Yeah. Well, I have to assume my bride isn't already checking out other photographers' websites the day after her wedding. You're also now assuming that your second shooter just slide a business card over to her. Well, quick. my second shooter did get hired to do my bride's family photos. Ooh, how'd that work out? Well, let's just say I've always been a little bitter about it. We've had uh, some people who've like second shot for us or other stuff like that end up shooting uh, like past clients of ours later on. Ooh. We've never been bitter about it because it's yeah, always it's just, like, oh, they were doing maternity shots or something. And like Jen and I don't really do that. Like maybe we'll get into it someday, but like we're not really big on that right now. So Right. Yeah. Well, and the photographer even called me. Uh, I mean, she was really... She, you know, cause it, she knew it all kind of stemmed back from the Facebook post. And she was like, if I hadn't posted that, they would never have contacted, you know, potentially never contacted me for family photos. But, you know, I don't know if they think that maybe that they're hiring me. And you're you know, like, hiring no, 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 it's cool. Um, here's the thing. Every time somebody contacts you from this wedding, you just owe me 10% of whatever you charge them. We call it a finder's fee. And that's what she said. She's like, you know, I feel, I feel like I owe you something because, you know, I probably wouldn't gotten this. Do you want me to turn it down? Our friendship is worth more than a stupid family session. And I was like, no, no, whatever. It's no big deal. Go ahead. Do it. No, it sounds like she did the right thing in the end. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the thing is like, it's not like she was being malicious. Um, it was more just like ignorant about, you know, the etiquette of it. And I was too, because I didn't think to educate her about it. So, but that was, you know, four or five years ago. And now I know. Nice. Because before then, no one ever posted anything on social media. <laughs> Back before, you know, before five years ago, it was, you know, MySpace. 
Nice. Now, Dustin, we do want to move on. You got to wake do up we? pretty early in the morning. So uh, you you entered in, you wanted to do some gear talk. Gear talk. And you uh, put something in about the new smartphone camera sensor from Sony. Um, so I just went ahead and added the Nikon full-frame mirrorless camera system that was announced and the uh, rumored Canon first full-frame mirrorless that is Everything's going mirrorless, going man. on sale this year. So, so, so what you got? What you want to talk about? Well, let's we'll just drop the links. We have some we have some links in our show notes. We'll drop the links for uh, viewers to look over, listeners to look listeners to look over. Man, are we doing a video podcast now? Is this a YouTube channel? Apparently, I don't know the difference, Dustin. So Sony dropped uh, a a camera tech piece of bomb on us this last week. Um, that I don't know about you guys, but I get super excited about advancements in cell phone camera technology. I know that sounds really nerdy. Um, it's really normal I, for a photographer to be excited about is that. Is it? Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I get really, really jazzed about the idea of my phone being able to take equivalent pictures of my DSLR. Um, but anyway, oh, wait, so, so are you excited then about everyone's phones taking equivalent pictures? No, nope, just mine. Just mine. Because <laughs> I'm the only one willing to pay for it. Um, but anyway, Sony dropped a 48 megapixel sensor into a 8 millimeter uh, diagonal sensor design. Um, which that doesn't necessarily mean that your picture, your end result picture is going to be 48 megapixels because some of those megapixels might be used for low light capabilities or other crazy features, depending on how they use the quad uh, beret array combined with the adjacent, adjacent pixel algorithm. But I think either way you cut it, it's going to be an incredible leap forward being able to do some 4K video, at up to 90 frames per second. I'm excited. My only fear is that, you know, typically I would assume Apple probably isn't going to adopt a Sony camera sensor into their phone. I don't know that for certain, but I would say it's a safer bet to assume that you'll see this in an Android device before you would see it in an Apple device. But... Hopefully that means that it will push the envelope for what Apple comes out with here in the next uh, six months or so. Mm -hmm. But I mean, Steve, you saw in the example photo on the post of uh, someone taking a long distance photo of a cruise ship. Oh, we're still talking just, about this? I just kind of tuned you out because I was so bored by all this gear talk about phones. Uh, ring, 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 ring. Steve, hey, it's your phone here with a better camera. Well, it does say that uh, Sony's going to be using something called effective resolution, which suggests the size of actual pictures will probably be 12 megapixels and not 48 megapixels. So what do you think about that, Dustin? Well, that's what I said. I don't know that necessarily the actual megapixels of your end result image will be um, 48 megapixels, but... That means they have 48 megapixels worth of information and processing power on the sensor that they can do a lot of stuff. Just like when you think about Sony's A7S 2 and hopefully soon their A7S 3, that you know it doesn't do 48 megapixels because so much of the processing power on the, the sensor is used for low light performance. Mm-hmm. 
That's Didn't, why it only uh, produces 12 megapixels. In, in the uh, article you shared from Gizmodo, um, G- Gizmodo. doesn't it say that it, it mentions that Nokia did a 41 megapixel phone a while back that largely did not catch on with consumers? Are you going to go Android just to get this 48? Uh, no, I wouldn't probably. I mean, it would take something crazy for me to switch out of the Apple ecosystem. However, my brother-in-law just picked up the Google Pixel, and I was very fascinated by it. Yeah? Why? It had the fingerprint and the face recognition, but the fingerprint recognition was on the back of the phone. Oh, finger face recognition. I've heard about finger that. Finger face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to press the sensor with your finger to get your finger oils on it first, then hold it up to your face so that it can really recognize your face in all of its oily goodness. I just want nose recognition where you touch your nose to the phone. You can do that now. Just yeah. when you go to program your finger into your phone, you just... Just do your nose. Yeah, you just do your nose. I can't see it because I have an iPhone 10. I have no button anymore. There's some ridiculous article somebody wrote, or maybe it's just a tweet somebody tweeted, about how they set up their fingerprint scanner with your iPhone to do their dog's toe or something like that. <laughs> why? And it worked. But Why? I think it was probably a tweet, and then there's like a million tweets underneath it that were like, I wonder if we could do the tip of my... Yeah. So that, tip, yeah, of my tip of my toe. toe. So that's what people, you know, <laughs> typically think about with this kind of stuff. Oh, gosh, I can't believe you made me click on a Gizmodo link. Ugh, I hate that site. That's why we're the greatest country in America. I mean, the world. <laughs> so doesn't you shoot an icon? I do, Steven. And Nikon I do. just announced that they're going to be doing a full-frame mirrorless camera. They got it the system. It's all under development right now. So how do you feel about Are that? Are you excited? Are you switching to Nikon? Is that what you're telling me? Absolutely not. <laughs> Why would I switch to Nikon? Nikon uses uh, Sony sensors in their, in their cameras, don't they? They used yeah. to. I don't know if they still do. So why wouldn't I just go straight to the source and go straight Sony? Why, why would I play around with that? Another great idea. You should do that then. Well, you just want me to do that for your, when I Before work on August. videos with you. Yeah. <laughs> Before August, if you could do that, that Yeah, that's not going to happen. Uh, Nikon going mirrorless. Everyone's going mirrorless, man. Mirrorless is the future. It's sort of like before everyone was full frame. Full frame was the future. Now it's, you know, mirrorless is the future. Everyone's seeing Sony leaps and bounds surpass them. And it's just taking these guys so long to pick up and say whoa okay we need to do this okay. and so nikon's officially announced canon's just had like a rumor flooding around the canon but rumor they're going says, to but the canon rumor says that they're not going to uh the lens mount's going to be different than like the 5d mark IV and like their other oh, full frame cameras well, that would be super annoying yeah like i don't know why you would even buy into that system if it's a different lens mount um what about nikon are they going to be the same lens mount system or I don't know. What did the article say? This we know is... the system will use a new lens mount and thus require new lenses, though an adapter for F-mount SLR lenses will also be available. So would you want to upgrade uh, knowing yeah, that see, all your glasses right trash? That the F-mount lens library that dates back to the 1950s is the problem when designing a competitive mirrorless camera, mm-hmm. camera, which is why I'm assuming both Sony and, I mean, sorry, Nikon both Canon and, Canon and Nikon will have to redesign their lens mounts to adapt to a well-designed mirrorless system. See, but here's my question. I got that Canon 85mm f1.2 and that 50mm f1.2 from Canon. Mm-hmm. 
how am I ever going to find lenses that compare with those? They're so beautiful. Paperweights. What the hell does that mean? Meaning you won't be able to use them anymore because you're going to have to get new ones. Yeah. Sounds to me like I'll just be sticking with that 5D Mark IV. And they're going to be, they're going to be half the size. Sticking with that 5D Mark IV. That is the thing. It's physics. Like the, the reason the lenses aren't as good is because they can't be as fat and juicy and good. You're switching to Sony. Those mm. are all words I would use to describe a lens. Fat, juicy, and good. Oh, Steven. Oh, gosh. So we got all that gear talk out of our system, so we don't have to do that for, like, mm. another 20 episodes or something, right? <laughs> gosh, man. Uh, Dustin, do you want to do some What's funny is I love the gear talk. Oh, gosh, it's the worst. The listeners, if you want more of this gear talk, you've got to petition for it because Steve always shuts me down. Yeah, go straight to the Facebook group and just type in, Dustin is a douchebag, and I'll know what that means. <laughs> I'll, I'll know that you want more gear talk. Um, Dustin, do you want to do some Q&A? Let's do some Q&A. But Steve. From Reddit, I did some modeling about two months ago. A couple days later, the photographer showed me a folder with the photos and asked me to select five photos that I liked. Mm. Anyway, that photographer is finally done, and he told me he's finished them and sent them through. They're all over edited the color correction is just horrible to look at and my skin looks feathered it's a shame because the originals i was really keen to get those photos is there anything i can say it was a tfp shoot so i feel bad saying anything Mm. Uh, for those who don't know what tfp means it's trade for print time for trade for photo time for print time for print um perfect so yeah i don't know if you're if it's a fit i i feel like this is one of those that i need more context is the photographer someone who's been doing this a long time is he just starting off if it's someone that's just starting off i think this is your opportunity to say like hey man like these are not as good here's the thing dustin you're doing some modeling you come to me your best friend in the whole world whole world i take some photos of you i send them back to you you your skin looks feathered not your hair which would be a great look on you but your skin looks feathered what do you say to me i say i feel like i can fly i feel like i can touch the sky what Get it? the Feathers. hell what the hell are you Feathers. saying flying maybe no okay were, were you um, trying to do i believe i can fly I believe I can fly. Were you thinking about that every night and day? Because you screwed it up. You've been thinking about the wrong thing every night and day. Wow. My lack of sugar intake. Guess you just don't know enough about terrible human beings who sing R&B music. R. Kelly, we hate you. That's what I have you for. That's what I have you for, Steve. I would say to this Reddit user, just ask if you can... Ask if you can get the raws. If the photographer hears you say that, they're, they might be a little bit offended and be like, what are you talking about? And when they say that, that opens the door for you. Now you slide into their DMs and you're just like, look, my skin looks feathery. I am not a dinosaur. I, I am not a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Like that Velociraptor look, that's real cool. I've seen that Jurassic Kingdom, but that's not me. Nah, nah, I'm not a reptile man. 
I want you to talk like that for the rest of the podcast. Dustin, that's how I talk every day. Ask Jen. She hates it. That thug life. Yeah, that's what I'm living. Dustin, if you, if, if, if somebody Ow. came to you and said, hey, I don't like the way you edited this, what would you say back? Uh, I would say, sorry. I mean, so here's how I feel about editing. And this is a line that I walk frequently, I feel like, and get nervous about. Uh, especially when you've been doing this as long as I've been doing this. Tell us more about how you walk the line, Johnny Cash. When someone hires you and they see the work on your website, they see the work on your blog, social media, wherever, um, I mean, they should expect a similar editing look and feel to their photos. But every now and then, I like to play. I like to have some fun with the editing. Dustin McKibben's just going to, he's going to do some TFP and... He's just going to play with that edit. He's going to play with him. Play sometimes with your wedding photos could be my digital playground. Just let Griffin McElroy play with me. Come on. Let's all get in this together and play. So I guess what my question would be to this Reddit user is if, did his photos look all leathered and feathered and, you know, prior to you deciding to use him? Now, are we just going with words that rhyme? Because I heard you say leathered, but all this person said was feathered so do we need to throw in weathered tethered weathered leather than feathered dot com that should be this guy's studio name <sighs> i see some really great like western logos coming to my mind <laughs> i see some really weird bdsm stuff coming to my mind but can we just talk real just quick can, can can we tangent for just a second you want to talk about bdsm now can, <laughs> no <laughs> so you got a gag in your mouth dustin and there's a man with a Can dildo behind you. But quickly, here, Steve. But you're not wearing on a, chaps. Come on a journey with so me. So he's got no way to get in there. So I'm taking you, you know, on a journey. Play it's with a journey me. I don't want to go on. Um, so as you know, we've been really working this year hard on our uh, Instagram presence. And we got, um, I think, maybe like our second ever like inquiry on Instagram. And I was like, yes, it's working. All of this hard work. And uh, it was somebody from Terre Haute, Indiana. Terre Haute. Terre Haute, represent. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, Terre Haute's a very small town. And she asked if I did modeling photos. And I was like, sure, we can do modeling photos. You know, at this point in time, since we're building a new house, I'll shoot anything. And she was like, well, I'm looking for someone, you know, that'll do like trade for print or trade for time or whatever you call it. Time TFP. for print. Time for TFP. print. There we go. You got it. You can call it and trade was, for photos. I mean, that still works. And I was just like, oh, I think you misunderstand. Like she thought like we were just starting off, like we were brand new. And I was like, oh, man, I was like so disappointed that. I had to let her down by like, oh, unfortunately, I don't have the time to drive all the way to Terre Haute. And when I was like, but if you're ever in Fort Wayne, I'd be happy to snap something. I, you know, love taking pictures. And she's like, oh, unfortunately, I'm not 16 yet and I can't drive a car. And I'm like, this feels like entrapment. This conversation is over. Wow. See, now, Jen and I have gotten many requests like oh, that. I assume, because you're Instagram gods and goddesses over there. <laughs> You have 3,000 less than us now on your, your main account. 
Um, all all that money you've been spending, it's working, buddy. It's working. It's um, about time. So we we get some requests like that every once in a while, and Jen just plays it real cool. She just sends them back a price sheet, basically. <laughs> Anytime she's like, "This is my right," and like doesn't even mess around with saying yes. She's just like, "Yeah, if you want to do that, this is my right." Yeah, and that's what I did. I was like, "Oh, it's you know four hundred dollars plus travel," and she's like, "Oh, I was really looking for like a TFP." kind of situation and you're like well ask mommy and daddy what they'll uh pay (laughs) yeah exactly she's like you know for for like as if she was helping my portfolio i mean that's the whole point of tfp is you're helping each other's portfolios some people call it collaboration right but i was like have you seen my portfolio do you see a lot of modeling in there yeah this is like if you want to get into modeling that's what she's trying to get at dustin do you want to get into modeling Maybe she's trying to suggest that I do get into yeah. modeling. Maybe, Maybe this you is... should be shooting models. That's what she's trying to say to you. Put down all those wedding folk. dresses and uh, find some 14-year-olds. We'll get Doza back on. He'll tell you all about how to manage that. Lila from the Facebook groups. If you hire an assistant slash second shooter, how much do you pay the second shooter? I pay them as little as humanly possible, if anything at all. That's why Dustin never hires me anymore. <laughs> I can never afford Steve. He he's worth more than my house. Wait, what? So what what's the rule of thumb, Steve? What's the the going rate these days? I think it also kind of varies state to state, city to city. Well, in uh the thing earlier from Mac, the person was offering them $20 an hour. I can get behind that. That's the standard? No, that is not the standard. That I felt like that was kind of low. I know if Jen second shooting for somebody she would charge considerably more than um, $20 an hour. If I'm second shooting for somebody, I would charge considerably more than $20 an hour. Uh, most of the second shooters who work with us are either like 25 or 30 depending on their experience. Some are a little bit higher even than that, depending on their experience. But yeah, I'm not 100% certain. There's not like an industry standard or anything. It's just kind of where you live, what people expect. $20 seems very, very low to me, though. Yeah. He says when he also just said 25 is <laughs> something people expect here. That $5, it just makes so much difference, though. Well, I think from what I've heard from other photographers when I lived in New York, too, something that makes a big difference in price is whether or not the photographer, the second shooter, is providing their own equipment. Yeah. Um, because... I mean, I think about like how much like engineers make per hour and how much doctors make per hour and all that. And like to think that us as photographers could go second shoot, granted, I know we can only do it on Saturdays for the most part, uh, but, and you know, make more than like a nurse or a, you know, PT or something like per hour. It just boggles my mind. Um, um, doesn't boggle my mind at all because nurses, doctors, all those people, they have insurance. <laughs> they have a steady job. They're not out there trolling for jobs all the time. Like, what do you not understand about being in business for yourself? Like, you have to charge more money because you don't actually, you don't have like a set nine to five. You don't have a paycheck that you're getting from the company. So because of the fact that you can't find work Monday through Friday, that means you have to offload that time onto an event that's happening. I mean, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I charge when I second shoot for people, you know, an ungodly amount, but 
I'm, you know, okay, I'm still just, just trying to wrap my talk mind about around. This. You're never going to be making more money per hour than a doctor as a second shooter. Never. So I don't know why you threw that in there. Um, most nurses, you won't be making more money per hour than either. Well, it depends on what you define as a doctor, Stephen. See, my wife oh, is a, technically a doctor and I pay my second shooters more than what she gets per hour. Is this before or after taxes? This is before taxes. Your wife is drastically underpaid. People in Indianapolis doing the same job as her make three to four times as much. We've been over this before, but I mean, you can, no, you can keep living this Indiana. weird dream of yours that you're move, move to a better city, move. I, I would like to get these maybe stats Fort, of, Fort Wayne prices. You can get away with a five to ten dollars an hour for a second shooter. That's fine. Yeah. No, most second shooters I know, they're not second shooting full time. This is like a, right. a one. You couldn't. Yeah. You couldn't second shoot full time. But then what my point is, is that if you're not second shooting full time, what your argument was is that then you can charge as if this is your sole source of income that you're no, charging. No, I'm saying you have to charge more when you're doing any sort of thing where you're working for yourself because nobody's taking taxes out of this for you. Nobody's, there's all these expenses that you have when you're running your own business. And when you're a second shooter, you incur all those expenses pretty much the same as a first shooter as long as you make over, what is it, like $1,000 a year doing it? Like, so, I mean, it's ridiculous to think that you would charge a super low amount just because, well, I have a nine to five job. Yeah. I think it's also supply and demand. Yeah, it if is. you, as a main photographer, want a really talented second photographer so that your stress and anxiety levels are lower on the wedding day and you can trust them more, then your chances are you're going to be paying more for someone that is of that skill set. But if you just want essentially a light stand of a person, then uh, you get them for free like me. See, and what Dustin's looking for in his second shooters, as he's confessed to me many times, is a light stand of a person. Last week on the episode, <laughs> you said you treat Corinne like that. Like you just have her hold a flash for you so you don't have to bring a light stand in with you, which is maybe the most demeaning and derogatory way you could ever treat your wife when she's working with you. Jeez. She loves it. No, no, she does not. Speaking of, it's officially the next day and it's our anniversary. <gasps> Dustin, congratulations. How many years? Yeah. Six years. I can't believe we've known each other for bliss. six years. Six years of wedded bliss. Oh, your anniversary with Corinne? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was our anniversary. This is, wow, this is awkward now. Yeah. Just going to back Sorry, my way bud. out of this podcast. Okay. Next question, Ash from the Facebook group says, anyone in here offer a full day wedding video? And by that, I mean, you cover eight hours and offer an eight hour video. I have a mother wow. of the bride who is contacting me after a year with the notion that I'm withholding an eight hour video from her. I don't think she understands how highlight reels are built through snippets, and I know she must realize we didn't constantly record for eight hours as we had to move, reset, wait, etc. It's physically impossible. Or, maybe it isn't. In case I'm wrong, anyone offer eight-hour footage? So yeah, I had, um, first of all, yes, this, uh, this mother of the bride is insane, um, but this goes back to you educating your clients so that they know exactly what they're getting at the end of the day. But I had the same thing happen. I shot a, and I find that this is sort of the case with cultural weddings, 
where they want video. Okay, let's, let's take that back a step because um, everyone who's listening, when you say cultural weddings, it's going to be like Dustin's a racist. So let's just reset and you can try this again real quick. When I shoot uh, long wedding days, um, I find that I have these parents that do have sort of this expectation of a longer wedding video. And for instance, I had a wedding a couple of years back and I delivered them their seven minute highlight film. Couple loved it. I loved it. Thought it was really great. We were there probably one of the longest wedding days we've ever been. And so it was a crap ton of footage to go through. And the bride's parents were devastated. They're like, they thought it was like a trailer. They're like, oh, this is a nice, like, Oh, you know, trailer. I got that then, from a wedding planner one time when I delivered a video. They were like, oh my gosh, it's such a great trailer. And I was just like, oh, no, no, that is, that is, I told you ahead of time, it was going to be five to 10 minutes. That's a six and a half minute video. That's, that's it. That's all uh, you're getting. But yeah, so she, uh, the mom was just so upset that she wasn't getting. And then she like took the bride over and like showed her like the VHS tapes that like her wedding was on and like how she had like just full on video coverage of the entire day uh, on these VHS tapes. And I was like, well, that's not the service I offered. So yeah, so I ended up upselling them a hard drive with the raw footage on it um, and said, hey guys, you're more than welcome to go through all 16 hours. Well, was this the wedding I shot with you? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Did you? Because I shoot? said some real terrible things about you and about the bride and the groom. So I know, and see, that's the thing too. Is like <laughs> when you're selling when you're selling raw footage, it's like something you always have to keep in mind because I'm constantly cracking jokes uh, beside the camera when it's rolling, and and they're like really, like, really dirty, terrible jokes, like the kind of jokes you wouldn't even say on this podcast. Like that's how bad they are. Yeah. Pretty much. So yeah, what what do you think of this? What's uh, your your takeaway? My takeaway is this. Listeners, you can buy right here, right now, the Steve GoPro pack. That's right. It's a helmet with a GoPro on top, a lithium-ion battery pack that it is hardwired to that you wear as a backpack all day. You press start on that sucker at the beginning of the day, and you walk around all day with it on. Then at the end of the day, you deliver an 8-hour, 9-hour, 10-hour 12-hour wedding video to the bride and groom. And the great part about this awesome new package available from the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast is you don't actually have to shoot anything else. You just walk around with the GoPro, and that's what they get. $6,000. You can drink, you can smoke, you can dance. doesn't matter. It's all a part of the wedding day. all part of the wedding day. Yeah. Hands free. Here is the amazing thing about the Steve GoPro backpack helmet pack. Um, Steve GoPro. Lithium ion backpack helmet pack. Um, The more you drink, the blurrier your vision gets. But the GoPro, it's not connected to your eyeballs. So it's sharp. You hope. Oh, no, it's sharp. It's a GoPro. (laughs) What's it at? Like F4 all day long? Come on. It's sharp. I don't know. I shot a wedding video uh, with a GoPro, oh, like some footage. Oh, no, you didn't. Yeah, baby. Oh, Dustin, why would you do that? Uh, because we need, we just wanted to get a fun uh, from the roof angle during the ceremony and uh, wanted something that we could just mount and let it run during the whole ceremony. Okay, that's cool. And 
That's cool. It wasn't like, it, it was uh, not the most brightly lit place that we were photographing. And so it was kind of real noisy. There's a, real there's a venue in Indy. And one of the things they will do for you if you hire them to do this is they will mount a GoPro on the balcony looking down at the reception and record your wedding reception with that GoPro. Wow. And all I could think is, has anyone ever in their rightful mind hired you to do this? Because why would you want a top-down shot of the dance floor? Well, it's funny you say that because I've actually, that same wedding I was referencing earlier, Mm -hmm. where I was like, oh, they were like disappointed that I didn't have like this crazy um, extended cut video. Um, The band that they hire that's a service the band typically offers is that they put up a camera uh, on the dance floor and let it roll all night long. I mean, I feel like that's the band's doing that more for themselves, for their own promotional purposes. Look at these crowds. That's all but us, I mean, baby. They give the bride and groom a DVD with like all five hours of dancing footage. Oh, gosh. What an unwatchable pile of garbage that would be. Sorry, that is my thoughts on when you roll for eight hours just looking at a dance floor. Mm, it doesn't mm, mm. so? How did you how 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 did you get out of that sticky wicket, that sticky situation? Um, I just kind of you know, ex- like I said, I just upsold the raw footage. Told them you know, feel free to like look through the raw footage because that's as close as you're going to get to seeing you know things that might not have made it into the final cut because really what the mom was kind of disappointed about was the lack of reception footage she wanted more of just people dancing in a circle um, because this was a greek orthodox wedding and so they do a lot of what i call circle dancing and she wanted just more of that in the video and i was like well i can't just add another 10 minutes of dancing to this it would be boring so and then, of course, me being, you know, an asshole, I was like, well, if your mom would like me to edit a special version of the video just for her that has way more footage, you know, and then I name like some ungodly price. And they obviously were like, no, we'll just buy the raw footage. Nice. Maybe maybe my fiance or well, at that time, my husband can put something together in iMovie for her. Wow. I was like, good. I was like, good luck. <laughs> good luck. Meet me and you just roadrunnered out of there. So what I think he said he ended up doing was he bought her a like one of those Kodak Easy Frames, like the the video picture frame thingies. Nice. And just like loaded it all of it onto an SD card and just like gave it to oh her. Oh my gosh, that's that's hilarious. That should be the service you now give to your clients, Dustin. Yeah, here's one of those like picture frames and it's preloaded with all of the dance footage you can have a party in your bedroom you can have a party in your restroom you can have a party in your kitchen you can have a party in your living room just bring the kodak easy frame with you i was giving him a hard time i was like can at least got her like an ipad or something jeez wow wow technology shaming him dustin after he did this amazing thing that you refused to do wow (laughs) i refused to do uh, so Ash from the Facebook groups, um, uh, 100% no, nobody does that. It's crazy to think that anybody would. Um, I think it's crazy. There are some like videographers here in Indy who deliver a 15 to 30 minute video 
And I have tried to watch some of those 15 to 30 minute videos. And oh my gosh, it's so bad. No way. Well, I mean, it's cool. Like it's got to be cool for the bride and groom because it's just them remembering their day. But for anybody else trying to watch it, it's just like this giant mess of things that they're not interested in. And like when I'm making like a video for a client, like my idea in my head is I want to make something that they like their friends want to watch that if they said, Hey, come look at our wedding video, their friends wouldn't cringe, you know? But they'd be like, wow, that was really cool. It moved really fast. Uh, I feel like emotionally attached to that. And like, that's my goal with that. And when I see these like 14, 15 minute videos, I'm just like, nope. Like I, I don't, I started some and I just end up stopping about maybe three minutes in every single time. And they just lose my interest. They don't well, move from fast what I've enough. been told by people who do them is the only reason they do them is because it was an upsell. Mm-hmm. So they start off with like a five minute package and then they're like, hey, I got so much good stuff from your wedding. Like, I think we could put together a 15 minute video for X amount of extra dollars. And they're like, oh, yeah, do it. See, as somebody who's been shooting and editing video for the last 11 years of their life. No, I would never, ever do that. That sounds so terrible. Uh, you have to actually plan that out when you're going for the shoot to shoot that much footage. A. B. You gotta be able to depend on whoever's second, third, fourth shooting for you. I'm assuming those people work with bigger crews that they're gonna nail a ton of shots and just nail them really well and just they're gonna be able to get like super interesting different angles and stuff like oh my gosh I I can't I can't work on stuff that bores me like it's just it's so difficult to do that. Yeah. Dustin, thank you so much for joining me tonight. And thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast with Dustin and Steve. If you want to help us out, jump on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. If you want to connect, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover or on Twitter at Wedpick Hangover. Dustin is on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben and Steve is at at Stephen Van elk if you want to get involved with the awesome community of listeners join the wedding hangover facebook group if you can't find it just look for the wedding photo hangover page and we're like admins at the wedding hangover group it's pretty easy anyway thanks for listening is it it? and we'll see you next time your head is pounding your limbs feel like dead weight and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death that's right next sunday after you shoot another wedding and yes dustin it is super easy for people to find the the Facebook group because there's a link to it in all of the show notes for the episode since we created it. We have show notes? We have show notes every single week. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Actually, I haven't technically released an episode on Anchor yet. Like all the episodes were released on SoundCloud and then imported in Anchor. So I'm not 100% certain how that's going to work out. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know how Anchor does show notes and stuff like that, but I'm pretty certain they have a working thing. The whole reason we made the switch, listeners, is people have been asking if we're available on Spotify and SoundCloud and Spotify are not friends. So we had to find a new host that was friendly with Spotify. We wanted to be SoundCloudify, but no (sighs) dice. Yeah, it would be great if SoundCloud and Spotify could be friends, but it's just never going to happen because their like main service of music is just it's competing, and they're they're never going to be friendly. Podcast is ancillary for both of them; they don't care.
Do you have a wedding this weekend, Steven? Do I have a wedding this weekend? Doesn't let me tell you. No, I do not have a wedding this that, weekend. What do is you? that, like three weekends in a row? Do, no, I drove all the way home from Wisconsin to shoot a wedding one weekend. Two, two, two weekends in a row. It's going to be three weekends in a row. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm actually in Jen shooting a wedding without me. Why? Um, The couple could only afford one shooter. Typically, we don't do that with our packages, but they were booking later in the year, and we hadn't booked the date yet, so I was like, why not? Why not? Or at least that's what Jen thought was why not. <laughs> so, I mean, she's the one who's taking this on. She's she's my hero. She does all the hard work in this, this business that we run together. <laughs> oh, because if you were running this business, you'd be doing 15-minute wedding films every day, all day. Oh, gosh, no. Oh, man. Wow. That would be the absolute worst. Ugh. We are in the great state of Ohio this weekend, uh, Cleveland. Um, so yeah, should be should be a good wedding. It's going to be a long one. We're uh, contracted for twelve hours, and the place we are staying is an hour away. What? Um, How does that even work? Are you going to see Louis? Are you going to? I I wanted to see. Are Louis, we allowed to talk but, about uh, Louis? Hasn't featured in many of the episodes recently because. Louis has a new baby boy. Yeah. For like the Did last named, how many weeks? Like, oh man. He named Dustin Steven Novak. Yeah, no, that didn't that's, happen. That's, that would have been no. That would have been full real weird. Name. Full name is Dustin Steven Novak. Yeah. No, we're not going to say that kid's name on the podcast, but congratulations Louis. Sorry it's been so long, but we uh we didn't really know if it's cool to mention on the podcast, but we're super pumped for you. If you're still even listening, you've got a new kid, so <laughs> That might not be a possibility right now or ever again. You know, kids kind of uh, change your whole life around. But yeah. Um, so yeah, the uh, friends of ours that we're crashing with live an hour outside of Cleveland. So I did not realize that when I made those arrangements. You didn't get the couple to pay for a hotel for you? Uh, yeah, I did. What is all and this weird pocket, travel stuff? I, no. Oh, gosh, why do you always do this? Why do you always do this? Every time you travel, you try to do some crazy, weird arrangement. Oh. Crazy, weird. No, we're visiting friends that we haven't seen. You were asking me, you had a shoot in Denver, and you're like, Steve, do you know anybody in Denver I could crash with? And I was like, um, make your couple pay for it. <laughs> when did I ask you this? I don't remember this. It was right after you went to Denver the last time. You were saying you might have another shoot in Denver. Oh, and you were yeah, wondering yeah, yeah. if I had any friends you could crash with. And I was like, make well, your couple buy I, you a hotel. I, you're leaving a piece of that puzzle out. I asked you if you wanted to come with me to Denver. And if you did, if you had anyone we could crash with. Yeah, I could crash with somebody and you could stay in a hotel. <laughs> yeah, and that's why we didn't go to Denver. <laughs> I... I I have lots of friends in Denver. We could have figured something out. I'm doing a podcast with a guy in Denver. Oh, now you're telling me. Now you're telling me. <laughs> we could have been in Denver by now. We could have been in Denver several times by now. Gosh, Denver's oh, beautiful. I'd, I'd go out there in a heartbeat. I'd go out there just for the freaking Denver Biscuit Company. Gosh, that makes me sound like a fatty. Uh, have you ever eaten at the Denver Biscuit Company? No. Oh my gosh. So good. Dustin, are you still oh, recording? Sir. I'm trying to figure yeah. out in my head right now how much of this I'm going to have to cut out. <laughs> none of it. You have to cut none of it out. It's all gold. Podcast gold. All right, Steven. I got to get going. I got It's almost 1 a.m. and I've got to wake up in six hours. 
So five hours. You said you had to be up at six. Sorry, bud. I know. Your life sucks. Welcome to the life of a full-time photographer. No one said it was glamorous. Gotta find a new job. <laughs> Trust me. I. Uh, who did I? I was talking to someone yesterday. Oh, I was photographing a author of a book, and I was trying to find out what he that does for a living. Like a good job. And he, well, he's a he's a vice president for a insurance company, and I was like trying to understand what it is he does. And I'm because like, because his uh, his book that's all erotic furry fan fiction. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that that book's some, not paying a, the bills, so he's got to be a vice president <laughs> for some company on the side. It's just a pet project. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, see what I did there. Oh, yes. Uh, he's a good boy. But, you are. <laughs> all right, I gotta go. Good night, Steven. Good night, Dustin. Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. And whoa, what? Ugh. Oh, let's start that over. Sorry. Oh, man. I, mine was so good, though. Yeah, let's start it over. Come on. Three, two, one, record. Wait, hold up. Hey. Oh, my God. Killing my mojo, my buildup, my momentum. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm having some problems over here. I think I got everything sorted out, though, now. All right. Let's try it one last time. Huh? Huh? Just huh? for me? Three, two, one, record. Wedding Photo Hangover is edited by Steve Van Elk from Bespoke Tone. You can hit up Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, or audio editing needs. Woo-wee!